Jerry's Kids. Hi, welcome to Jerry's Kids. This is Violet Winters. My pronouns are they, them, and she, her. I don't really have a preference. They're alternately fine. I'm a trans feminine, non-binary, gender fluid, queer person. I'm 27 years old. I was born in 1995 in Lynchburg. Jerry's Kids is a name that comes from what Liberty students were called when Jerry Falwell Sr. is still alive. The students would be referred to as Jerry's Kids. I think it's still a really apt name just to describe everybody, all my peers who grew up as Jerry's Kids. Really so much of what we were taught and and how we were raised didn't come from the Bible or Christianity so much as it did from Jerry Falwell Sr. as passed down through the church, the university, the schools, the Sunday schools, our parents, our communities. Um, we are very much Jerry's kids. Also, can't wait to get more into Jerry's actual kids who are just a fucking shit show. I have for years wanted to talk about my experience growing up in Thomas Road Baptist Church around Liberty University and the Falwell family. Now, I think the, the Falwell family is intrinsically fascinating. This episode, I wanted to give just like a brief introduction of who I am, who they are, and where our stories fit together. This podcast will be an exploration of common evangelical traumas, religious traumas, spiritual traumas, uh, as told chronologically through my life, um, an experience that I'm sure many of you will be able to relate to. Um, this is specifically for you queer ex-evangelicals out there. I don't feel like there's a lot of content directed uh, towards us specifically. I wanna, I wanna be more whole again. I wanna, I wanna have a story of my life that feels like it doesn't split at 18. I wanna connect with the parts of myself that are like really deeply wounded by the church and explore that and I know I'm angry and I know I'm sad and I know I'm hurt but I want to know why and I want to know how I can nurture and care for that part of myself in ways that the church didn't. I also would love to dig up some more hot gossip on the Falwells, expose the ridiculous amount of wealth that the Falwell family takes in. We're talking about purity culture mission trips, um, self-esteem, and getting taught that you're not worth shit, and that the only thing in your life that should matter is God, moralism, uh, the Christian nationalism and right-wing extremism of the evangelical church in, America, in the United States, the fear of demons, the fear of the rapture, of hell, of how much that continued to impact my life uh, after I left the church, the anti-science stance of the church, the opposition to the fact of the universe being billions of years old, opposition to evolution, the militarization of Christianity, homeschooling, I was homeschooled for most of my life, and the way that Christian ideas and cliches can entirely infiltrate someone's speech and way of thinking. Uh, we'll be talking about Christian haunted houses and ways to scare people into becoming Christians, ways to entice people into becoming Christians, the entire fucking 
manipulative scheme of like evangelical megachurches, racism in mission trips and local mission projects, the white saviorism, the but the ignorance of social justice and the pushing away of social justice. Another part of this podcast, we're going to have fun Christian music. And by fun, I mean absolutely trashy, terrible Christian music that you never want to hear again. Um, but we'll be talking about it and the ideas in those songs. We'll laugh at those songs. And of course, we can't talk about exvangelicism and an evangelical church without talking about worship music. So we'll definitely be getting to that. As this podcast gains traction, I would love to feature other people's stories. I don't want this to be just my voice. I feel really inspired by podcast Colton, Connecticut, that combines the stories and experiences of various members of that cult to give a more rounded picture of what just what the fuck is going on in these strange churches. I will always give you content warnings before we talk about anything potentially triggering. This is my story. Oh man! I think we got a banger right here. Especially during the summertime. Drama, drama, mob, mob. Help me out. Help me out. Because he died on the cross, I put that SPF on. That SPF on. That SPF on. The veil was torn. Hell is on. But I won't feel it because I got that SPF. Oh, that was a great selection from Liberty University's very own Humble Tip. I remember this song popping off when I was in middle school. SPF stands for Salvation Prevents Fire. Super ridiculous Christian song. There was a little, uh, if this was some kind of video format, I could show you the dance that went with it, but involved basically like rubbing your palms down your arms like you were putting sunscreen on. Because he died on the cross, we put that salvation prevents fire on. Uh, So we're not going to hell. Basically the point of the song. But make it hip hop. So that's fine. I think we'll feature some more from Humble Tip. Quite a hilarious Christian artist. I wish that I could get permission from him to, like, use that song as the fucking theme song for this podcast, because that would be lit. Instead, you're stuck with my music, so sorry. So the Falwells are a incredibly fascinating family. Um, Jerry Falwell Sr. is the, the person that most people know about um his son jerry falwell jr has definitely been catching some more heat lately hot gossy scandals over the past couple of years so much to delve into there not really what this podcast is going to be about um but there are plenty of other good ones out there uh so jerry layman falwell son of carrie falwell born in Lynchburg, Virginia, back in the 1930s. Um, his dad has also a really interesting history. Uh, Carrie Falwell, he shot and murdered his own brother after a fight, um, was a pretty severe alcoholic. He additionally was not a religious person. The Falwells made a lot of their initial money in Lynchburg by running a bootlegging business. So that's uh, where this evangelical family gets their start. So in the 1950s, Jerry Falwell starts a church, Thomas Road Baptist Church. 
in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, I believe in 1956, although that might be incorrect. Not really important to the story. He marries Maisel Pate Falwell, and there's definitely some interesting drama there, too, with how they became engaged. He was engaged to one of, I believe, his roommate, if I remember correctly. So they start this church, starts growing. Again, there is so much to unpack there with the start of the church. They start the church. Um, Jerry and Maisel eventually have three children. Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., their firstborn, the one who is catching so much heat in the news right now. Um, there's a Hulu documentary coming out. And then there's Jonathan Falwell. Hardly anyone talks about him, and I would really like to give more focus to him because uh, he deserves it, I think, just as much as his brother does. And Jeannie Falwell, nobody also talks about her ever. Uh, she's not involved with the Falwell Empire as much. But yeah, they have these three kids. They grow up in Lynchburg. And 1971, Jerry starts Liberty University, uh, which at the time was Liberty Baptist College. Now the largest Christian university in the world was a big part of the culture. My upbringing uh, in Lynchburg, Liberty dominates. Uh, Liberty is the predominant cultural force, big college town. There are other colleges, but none of them really shape the town as much as Liberty does. And Liberty just owns so much. So Jerry Falwell dies in 2007. And then... Jerry Falwell Jr. takes over the administration of the university, which he did until just a couple of years ago uh, after being immersed in, again, a, such a juicy scandal. We're talking pool boys, affairs, cuckolding, alcohol, like shady business dealings, really juicy stuff. Jonathan Falwell takes over the church, uh, the pastoring of Thomas Road Baptist Church. Now, these were roles that Jerry Falwell Sr. did both before. He was both the president of Liberty University, or the chancellor, and also the pastor of Thomas Road Baptist Church, the church that I grew up in. My upbringing, my parents, my, both, both of my parents are Liberty grads from the early 90s, I think. And my dad, in 1993, started working security for the Liberty University Police Department. And then 2001, he, he assumed the role of the chief of police at Liberty University. During this time, he was also, like, touring around with, uh, with Jerry Falwell acting as his bodyguard on the God Save America tours and other speaking events that Jerry would attend. And my dad was the chief of police until 2007 at which time he left and kind of ended his affiliations with, with Liberty University. My mother is still a big Liberty person. Uh, she works for Liberty University online. I, I grew up in Thomas Road Baptist Church. I grew up around Jerry Falwell Sr., uh, around Jonathan Falwell, around Jonathan Falwell's children, who are all adults now, Jonathan Falwell Jr., uh, being those prominent, continues to work for the church, keeping the money in the family kind of thing. So th that's the Falwell family. The Falwell family, in addition to the like anchor institutions of Liberty University and Thomas Road Baptist Church, also opens up these other institutions primarily. Uh, so there's 
Oxford Christian Academy, which is founded as a response to integration, racial integration in schools, as a way to avoid that, as similar to the founding of many Christian schools, private schools in the United States. It becomes Liberty Christian Academy. It's still very white. Liberty Christian Academy, or LCA, provides a educational program from kindergarten through 12th grade. Before kindergarten, um, there's also the Early Learning Center, which is a preschool um, run by the Falwell dynasty. Other homes open up. There's therapy, counseling services. There's a home for little mothers. There's, like in their teens, I think, or something, there's a home for people with struggling with alcoholism. There's multiple camps, uh, summer camps for kids. They're all integrated. There's also satellite campuses, Dan River Church. There's church in other languages. There's a Spanish church called Nuevo Amanecer. There's Thomas Road influence in, in Guatemala, probably other countries that I don't know about with their international mission efforts. We can dig into that once we get to high school. When I went on some of those mission trips, point being, it's not only possible, but commonly done for a child to be born in Lynchburg, attend the Early Learning Center for their preschool experience, grow up in Thomas Road Baptist Church, attend Liberty Christian Academy K-12. through It used to be the case, I don't know if they do this anymore, but it used to be the case that if you attended, I think, all four years of high school, you would get a free tuition to Liberty University. You could graduate from LCA, pass right on to Liberty University. And it's also very common for graduates of Liberty University to keep working for the university or to work for the church, for Thomas Road. It's it's very it's very circular and self-contained, and this is like the primary reason that when I describe it to people, I describe it as a cult. I, I think the only difference between religion and the cult tends to be size and how accepted the religion is. I think that if Catholics, for instance, were only a small group of people who believed that when they were like having the Eucharist and believed that they were drinking the real blood and the real flesh of 2,000 year old dead guys so that they could be immortal, they would be talked about as like a quirky vampire cult that was probably a danger to society. Side note, I think the Catholic Church is is definitely a danger to society. But yeah, so that's why I talk about it as a cult when I talk about it to people and share my experience. You could live your whole fucking life entirely self-contained in the like Falwell Empire and the worlds that they created. Pretty creepy stuff, pretty disconcerting stuff. I'm going to go ahead and give the rest of this episode to my early years, kind of an undefined period between my infancy and kindergarten, elementary school. It all kind of blurs together. I don't remember very much from my infancy, and I, I, I think that this podcast will, will probably end up bringing out memories that I've, I've blocked out. I know that I was dedicated to God, not baptized as an infant because we didn't do that. We were Baptist. Thomas Road Baptist Church is part of the Southern Baptist Convention. 
so way before I had any fucking like ability to consent or anything, I was dedicated to God as a baby in front of the whole church, whatever the fuck that means. Growing up, I can remember being involved in something called the Mothers of Preschoolers, Mops, and we would go and like just play there. Moms would get together, hang out. I, I think really my earliest memories uh, of the church and of growing up in it start coming in more around elementary school. I remember Awana. I remember Sunday school, singing songs, having vacation Bible school and looking forward to that. I can remember my leaders pretty distinctly, the the silly songs we would sing in church. I have some really distinct memories of being, I think, in kindergarten. I was in a person's class who taught Sunday school, Mr. and Mrs. Kiefer. I remember felt boards. Some of you will probably remember having Bible stories told to you with a board made out of felt and characters that you would like stick to it almost like velcro but like a soft velcro I, I don't know i've never seen it outside of the church so with mr Kiefer, he would call me great white for some fucking reason i don't know why a gw um and there was some like reference to george w bush who was president at the time in there and that i think was my first memorable exposure to the Christian nationalism that I would grow up in that coupled a devotion to Jesus with the devotion to the Republican Party, to conservative political values, to right-wing extremism. These are certainly topics we'll, we'll explore more as uh, to get into my older years. And we were all mostly white kids. It was a very white church. I'm Anglo and, and white and so we would sing these songs, and one of them that really stands out to the song Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho, right? So we're talking a spiritual sung by enslaved black people in the South, and this was very much something that we just took over and used to talk about. The Bible uh, also, like, is a fucked up story. Uh, the whole books of Joshua and Judges are rife with violence and genocide. And I mean, so that story of Joshua fighting the Battle of Jericho is him marching around with the Israelites, the city, and then the walls toppling down. And I think everybody dies. I don't know. That seems to be kind of the standard for these Old Testament, like, battles of conquest. So... I feel like that's all the digging that I can handle for today. There's definitely more to dig up from this time period of my life. Please tune in next time for more exploration of church choir, of vacation Bible school, of my elementary school experience, of my one year at Liberty Christian Academy. There's a lot to talk about, y'all. You have comments. You grew up also in the Falwell Empire somewhere within it or are connected to it and have stories to share. You can email Jerry's Kids Podcast at gmail.com and would love to hear your stories. I'll close with the words of Creed Bratton speaking about cults. You make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower. So please follow, subscribe, be back for more, more fun looks at evangelical culture, the evangelical experience, the Falwell family. And we'll see you next time.